we continue with the topic that started last week, the church building of a living stone. So it means the church should be alive, the church should not be dead, because it's made of living stones. Amen. And then the introduction last week, it was from the book of First uh, Peter chapter 2 from verse 5. Uh, it reads thus, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Now here the Bible is very clear that we are living stone. Tell the person sitting next to you, I am a living stone. I'm being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices Acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now here the Bible is very clear that you are a living stone. What is a living stone? A living stone is a stone that has the breath of God in it. It's a stone that can express the greatness of God. You see that stone, it's a dead stone, the one that built this building. It cannot move, it cannot change, it cannot do anything. But you are the living stone. Meaning the church of God is made of many people coming together, building up the temple of the Lord. I still remember that song when we were singing it at Sunday school, we are building up the temple, building up the temple, building up the temple. So boys and girls, join us. Let's build this temple of the Most High God. You are the living stone. Amen. So when you read it in Amplified, can we read that in Amplified? Okay. Sorry, I didn't prepare them. It says... Come, and like living stone, be yourselves built into a spiritual house. Let's talk about this spiritual house. Is it tangible? Can you hold it? Can you touch it? Meaning our spirits should be at the place whereby God can use, the, use us as building material to build the house of God. That's what it says. So you are the material that God needs to build up his temple because you have a spirit. And this is what it says. It says, for a holy, dedicated, consecrated priesthood. What it simply means, it says, you are a Nazarite unto God. You are someone who is separated. You may be in this world, but you are not of this world. You may find yourself in a situation where you have flesh and blood, but may it be that you are not controlled by your flesh and blood, but by the Spirit of God that is inside of you. That's what it says. And it says, uh, to offer up those spiritual sacrifices. So we cannot offer our physical pain. Whatever we bring to God, it must not be tangible. 
It must not be something that you don't do anything to be seen by man when it comes to God. You do it unto the glory of the Most High God. You do it because you understand it's a spiritual sacrifice that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. Now, it's through Jesus Christ and it must be acceptable to God. I know we say it's God. God is one. God has put it clear that the only way to redeem man is through Jesus Christ because here's the understanding that you need to have. As human beings, the Bible says we could not redeem ourselves from the sin. There's no religion that can redeem it redeem us from anything unless Jesus Christ. Jesus died so that the Old Testament priest are no longer functional, but you are the priest of the living God. So what happens is this, when Jesus died, he paid for all our sins. He paid for everything. So we need to have a revelation that there is no lamb, there is no goat, there is no sheep, there is nothing that you're going to kill to redeem ourselves from the curses of the law, but the blood of Jesus Christ. So you need to understand this because this is very powerful that when you believe in Jesus Christ, it says... Come, be yourselves. The other translation, I don't know why it's amplified, but it says, you believers, come. You believers, those who believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God was very clear. We don't have an alternative. There's only one way. It's through Jesus Christ because that's what happens. So we need to have a revelation as priests of the Most High God that we cannot and expect God. God says, I'm a jealous God. I don't want to share my kingdom with any other person. I'm the only king in this kingdom. So you need to understand that as priests of the Most High God, the God you are serving is jealous and he says, you are the living soul. Meaning you have to follow the pattern that he gives to us. Amen. So we need to purify our bodies and soul by obedience to God's truth. As a living stone, you know this stone, there's nothing I can do to it. It has already built this building. But you as a living stone, it means you are flexible, you are pliable. You still remember the anointing oil? It's pliable, it's flexible, you can do anything with it. Simply because the more we hear the word of God, the more we realign. The more we fix our stories, the more we get to understand certain things about the word of God. So here it says, as we obey to God's truth, then as living stone, we are doing well in the kingdom of God. We need to do whatever it takes to focus our thoughts on those things that allow us to serve God successfully. My prayer is for you as individuals to serve God successfully. Don't serve God wasted time. Those who are welcome today as members of Grace Bible Church, my prayer is that may you serve God successfully. May you continue in the ways of God. Never allow the devil to sift you. Never allow the things of this world to blind your eyes. The Bible says, through Jesus Christ, the veil has been removed from us. May it be that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened so that you serve God successfully. Amen. And it says, all the while eliminating any thoughts that would trip us up. You know, there are certain things that it trip like Hoyako Machonis. There are certain things that it, that it drip on. 
unforgiveness, not loving other people, things that will make you to stumble in your walk with God. These are the things that you need to eliminate in our lives. Amen. We need to be guided by the word of God on how to live, how to be living stone and align our lives according to the word of God to become mature in faith. So what is key is for us to mature in faith. And how when I'm mature, I saw only 20 years more Grace Bible Church. Ukaba na 20, ukaba 36 years like Grace Bible Church. But if ever you are disobedient to the truth of God, there is no maturity to faith. Maturity to faith, it's seen when we obey God, when we act on the word of God, when we understand that as priests, is the, the word of God is a, is a guide. The Bible says the word of God, thy word is a lamp to guide me so that you don't stumble. So you take the word of God and you allow it to direct each and every step that you take every day. Amen. So the new building of God, of which Jesus Christ is the cornerstone, is living. It is the assembly of all believers, and that's the church. Now we need to understand that this church, it's, a, it's alive. If Mole Daga was wrong, the mixture Daga was wrong. There's nothing I can do unless I break this building. But thank God, Red Daga, a pliable. If ever the cement were not enough, we can still go back, put proper cement so that this building stands. We are unique because we are, we are a material that is pliable. The more we hear the word of God, the more we realign ourselves. May it be that you don't become so stubborn, so hard, so rigid that God cannot use you. And that's why God says, I don't like traditions because traditions make you uh, to be rigid. You can't hear me when you are too traditional in the way you do things. But once you are flexible, you are open to hear the word of God. God can do anything. God can use you. You still remember Peter when uh, he was called to eat anything that was on the sheet. And he said, Lord, I can't do it. And God realized, I can't use you. I want to send you to Gentiles. And you say, whatever I've created is defiled. So if you are traditional, traditional in, the, in your approach to life, you'll see things being defiled. But who knows, God will call you as a living stone to go to minister to those things so that they may come to the knowledge of truth. Amen. So the building that God builds, it says Jesus is the cornerstone. You know, the shape of any building depends on the cornerstone. You know, I like it. I like observing the builders. When they build, a cornerstone is key. They will put a, a cornerstone and a fish lane to check if everything is straight, it's aligned. Cornerstone helps you to align. And if ever you have Jesus as your cornerstone, you will be aligned. Everything will be according to plan, according to purpose, and it will be straight line. The desire architect, who is God Almighty, doesn't want us to alter this building. He is the one who will build it with the right material. Material and he will improve the material so that this temple stands and nothing prevails against the church of the Most High God. Amen. So we are part of God's great spiritual building project. Can you imagine? You are part of the building. You are a living stone. You are one that God will use mightily to establish that. Because Jesus Christ said, 
No weapon will prevail against this building. Nothing will happen if we understand that the only way the devil cannot defeat you is when you have the word as a shield. It's when you allow the word of God to be what protects you. So this is what it means. You as the children of the Most High God, use the Bible as your constitution. Use the Bible as your will. Use the Bible daily to guide you because the word of God is clear in that, in that it guides us daily. Amen. What is the priesthood in the New Testament temple? We are holy priesthood. In the Old Testament, only those born in a certain tribe could be priests. As you, as you are aware, it's either you are born from you are the lineage of Aaron or something like that. Then you will be a priest. Nobody would choose to be a priest. And thank God for a New Testament because in the New Testament... God realized that I'm limited because it's not all over where I have a own, but if I bring my son, my only begotten, through his blood, all these people can be priests unto God. Now, we need to be aware, Hore. God wants us to be priests, all of us. It's no longer about the lineage, those who believe in the living God, they become the priesthood of God. Amen. And it's quite important that as believers, we need to offer sacrifices. It's a sacrifice to serve in the house of God. It says, I mean, I, I was just uh, observing Bishop's schedule and I realized, wow, it's just hectic. I mean, he only arrived last night from Zanini. And from Zanini, he came a day before. One night was keep. One night was keep. Just like that, for sacrificing for the body of Christ. The other day, he was in Deben. The other, I mean, he traveled so much, preaching the gospel wherever he goes. And I'm thinking, this is a sacrifice. Can you imagine? Hey, Shucks. You think traveling, it's a sacrifice. It's a real sacrifice. And the men of God are exposed to that, but he still comes and shares the gospel that is unadulterated. Amen. Amen. So the Levitical priesthood had been able to bring people to perfection. As the New Testament priests, we rely on righteousness of Christ. Thus, our chief cornerstone. What happens is, you remember in the Old Testament, if ever you've sinned or you've done anything, you'd bring your sacrifice to the priest and the priest will just uh, slaughter the thing, uh, ask for forgiveness from God and so on, and God will forgive you based on what you brought in. But this time, it's your heart. Just believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. That's what happens. That's what he's talking about here. We are the priesthood that will serve will offer the same sacrifices but differently. And once born again, you are born again for life. You are born again. Because we cannot crucify Jesus Christ the second time simply because you have challenges in living the life that God has called us to do. So all you need to do as a living stone, realign so that you can be a living stone. Amen. Hebrew chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices. 
for sins. Now, the Bible here, it makes us aware that they are high priests. And be aware that we are appointed to represent uh, people in matters related to God. Jesus Christ didn't come for himself here. He didn't come to enjoy life. And you as priests, you are not here for yourselves. You are here to represent. You are an ambassador of the Most High God. You are here to represent the living God. And the Bible says, as ambassadors, we must do the work of the Father whilst here on earth. Jesus understood that perfectly. That's why he laid down his life on the cross and said, not my will, but your will. I want this cup to pass, but I cannot afford it because I must obey your word. I must do that which you called me to do. So as priests, you are learning from Jesus. There are certain times whereby it's like we you know what? for God. Then you'll know the, you'll understand the bigger picture. Understand that you are here for a reason. Through you, your family is redeemed. Through you, many are restored because of your prayers that you offer in this place. Your relatives, everybody. There are times you start You can't even remember because, and there is no way because you are from somewhere. There are aunts, there are cousins, there's everybody. It's just that because relationships get affected affected along the way. We don't relate that close. But through prayer, you can, all, you can bring them all together and make them to be one. Because God is able, through this priest, through the prayers of this priest, to bring together our families. Amen. Uh, verse 2. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray. That's our God. He will deal gently with you, guiding you through your word. Sometimes you are blinded. Don't forget, Mutu is a challenge. You know, besides but more to this God in you. There is something in you that God cannot let go. And he allows uh, dust to go back to dust. But your soul lives forever because your soul represents the true living God. And my prayer, uh, the Bible here, it says, God deals gently with you until you align, you, until you get to a point whereby you understand the power of the word of God. So a priest represents the people and thus must identify with their nature. As you are representing people, sometimes, like your family, it's not easy. You know, sometimes it takes 10 years before they get converted. You pray until your knees, because they can be so stubborn about it, but never give up, child of the Most High God, because you understand what are the things that they believe in. And that's why, even as Christians sometimes, if things go bad, because that's what you know. For you to renew your mind is constantly meditating on the word of God. Believing that all things have passed away. If ever you don't meditate on the word of God, once it gets tough, and that's why you constantly need to come and fellowship so that your mind is renewed. So that you come to a point whereby you understand it's only God Jehovah who will redeem you. It's only God Jehovah who will redeem you. So as a priest, you are here to be a living testimony to say, what's about king? It's so rough, man. Mudimu, get Jehovah. 
pile o le mole people ba go galla ba re problemless ha a ha yo ntwe yalo and the more you have problems the more god shines in your life because god wants to deliver you out of all your challenges allow god to shine through your life uska tsaba mathata mzalwane uska tsaba abitse o wa wonse satan or e khanyo scope dwot vandag because i know my right i understand who i am in christ jesus my lord and savior amen but he also represents god be, be aware or you represent people because you understand the challenges of people you know the behaviors me kwa etsweng batho you know all the things saying gore batho ba ba tshwere ke tsone ba hokile ba itse gore ha ke sa nwa ha ke sa just snake ha ke snake se tsa mara ba seja snake but ha ke sa seja wa itse ke ndilo tsa ka dikopane re tlhoga ka hebe straight e tla masoba through the word of god it's not snake snake be le sa ikulisa west because you created like a Hey, yeah, snave, snave, snave. Amen. So you also understand the ways of God as priests, and that's why, as you share the word of God to the people, people get a revelation. People get an understanding of the power of the word of God. They understand that by His stripes you are healed. They understand that this too shall pass. They understand they give you hope that never give up child of the most high God because we are here in a battlefield the devil wants to fight through us but we are saying no to the devil we allow God Jehovah to be the one who makes us to be successful in this life and as you speak this life upon the people of God the people of God are redeemed from the curses of the law amen so Christ did not call himself to the office of a high priest The father called him to the honor. He is our cornerstone. Be aware whatever Jesus Christ is doing is not because he wished. It was a mandate from God Jehovah. And as born again children of God, this is our mandate to be priests. And what it simply means, God says those he calls he also equip so god will equip you to do whatever you are called to do so all of us i'm a living stone so all of us is not the selected few christ is the high priest because he's the one who sacrificed so that people are reconciled back to god so he's the one who shows us the way he's the one who is at the forefront so as we observe our walk with god we observe what jesus christ has done the experience of jesus christ gave us courage to say it is possible to live amen so the uh, the the priesthood of believers Uh, Hebrew 5:1 and Hebrew 8:5 there we learn that priests are ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices as a priest you are always doing something for the kingdom of god so if ever only a member of grace bible church for so many years and you are not involved in the ministry just know that you are an amazing living stone 
You have to be actively involved. Get involved with the programs of the church. Do something with your life. You will never grow in a vacuum. You grow in a situation. You grow, you mature when you understand the word of God. You actively get involved in the programs and other things. On your own, you learn, okay, what you are so. Then you go and try that and you see because a living stone will always want to be aligned with the word of God. Wherever you go, may it be that you set the standards for godliness. May it be that people will know that utile, uteng, are aligned, but fit like the beer, but fit like the tobacco, because uteng. You teach them to use that water parcel and to learn. They understand who you are, and that is the living stone. Because wherever you are, you are taking Jesus Christ as the cornerstone to shape the temple of God. And the more you take Jesus Christ as the cornerstone, the more wherever you go, you give this building shape. You give this temple shape according to the word of God. Amen. Amen. Last week, Bishop and uh, uh, Pastor Mochele, they dealt with five sacrifices that the priest could. The first one is sacrificing yourself. They are nine all in all, but I'll just uh, uh, summarize the ones that they did last week. He said, one, it's yourself, according to Romans 3.16 and Romans 12.1 to 2. That is sacrificing yourself, availing yourself to be used by God. Amen. And then the second sacrifice was your time. According to Ephesians 5 verse 16, taking advantage of opportunities for services. Let's use much of our time to advancing Christ's purposes in the world. So, sacrifice your time. Allow your time to be an influencer. Avail yourself for the work of God. Amen. And the third one was your substance. Whatever you have, offer it unto God. You read it in uh, the book of Philippians chapter 4, 18, to realize that everything comes from God the Father. And when we sacrifice it back to God, God is able to increase. That's why even the principle of tithe, Bazalwani, if ever usa tithe, utroya komachonisa, I promise you. But if Otaitha, there is no way because God says, my word will never come back void unto me. It will always accomplish that which it was sent for. What does that mean? I will have wisdom to know like you call 10 rand. I keep like you 50 rand. I know you call 10 rand and I budget accordingly. And God will supply my, it will increase because I'll gain more wisdom and more understanding. If ever we can manage what you have, you'll manage the increase that God gives you. But if ever you want to manage the increase that you don't have. It's a challenge. So that's your substance there. And then the fourth one was your good works. The Bible encourages us to do good works. We need to do good works among our people. Uh, James chapter 2 verse 30, verse 20, sorry, it says, faith without works is dead. If ever you don't practice what you are taught, it is dead. Your salvation is dead. That's what the Bible says. So learn to practice whatever you, whatever you learn, whatever the Bible tells you to do, learn to practice it. Then you will see the greatness of God. You will never have a testimony because a testimony must be aligned with the word of God. What kind? What testimony is about? Because it's not, where the, it's not what the Bible says. It must be personal. You must say, you know what? I was sick and I stood up and stand and I know what it his hand is upon me 
His hand is before me. Then you'll understand what it means. Otherwise, Otlaibina is a song and never get a revelation. Never get an understanding of the deepness of that song to say, you know what? I am encouraged to keep on living because I know my God is on my side. Amen. That's good works. And your fruits. Your fruits, uh, we read Isaiah chapter 66, verse 19 to 20. It says, our substance and our works to him are bound to be, to be fruitful. Whatever you do to God, it will produce fruit. You know, sometimes, let's think about Abraham, our father of faith. Abraham died without realizing all the many children that he was promised. But today, Abraham for sure, your word is forever true because we are called the children of Abraham. We are the children of Abraham, meaning the word of God is true. If ever it was not because of the faith that Abraham had, we wouldn't be here. But we followed our father Abraham because he believed God when God spoke to him and said, get out, get out of that land and go to a place where I, I, I will show you. Amen. So today's teaching, the sacrifice of joy is the sixth one. One of the priests that, uh, things that the, uh, the priest sacrifices. As we learn to place our confidence in the word and promises of God, we will come to a place where we'll be able to rejoice even in times of distress. I know sometimes how we challenge. Some of you don't even come to church when it's tough in their lives. But yeah, a sacrifice of joy, it's a sacrifice of knowing that it's not about your circumstances, but it's about how big is your God. Your God is able to deliver you all the time. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 8 to 10. It says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. Now, this scripture, in a, it's a contradictory here and there, but let's try to unpack it and understand what does it actually mean. It says we are afflicted. It means troubled on every side. It means outside and inside. What does it mean? Outside there is pressure. Things are not good and so on. Inside you have fear. God, there is nothing that sustains you. That's what it means that when it says we are afflicted, yet... We are not crushed. For as long as you still believe Jehovah you will never be crushed. I don't know what is crushed is when you become hopeless, when you give up. Whenever you, you don't allow God to be Jehovah in your life, then you are crushed. But if ever you still hold on, believing that God is on your side, you will rise up again. Amen. And it says perplexed. It means to... A, a, a law, it means to be at a loss, yet not in despair. You are losing a life in a tendency. Sometimes it writer off, but I like it here because it says, even if it's like that, we are able, we don't despair, we don't give up. 
We don't let go. We stand strong, believing that God is on our side. God will come through for us. It doesn't matter how long, but never give up. Don't go and consult differently. Stay with your God. Believe your God. Understand that God will give you breakthrough. Amen. Amen. We are not in despair. As believers, we face trials, but must always remember that God controls trials and uses them to strengthen his people. Trials make us strong. Trials make us to be... I mean, you think it was easy to build this church. Well, when I'm about welcome and today, they think grace was grace from the... It took 18 years. Yeah, dusty, yeah. Some people, it was tough. Before we arrived here. So I want to tell you, he was knocked down, but never knocked out. It was easy for him to say, I give up. But I'm telling you that when you hold on, you will establish what he's doing. I mean, there are certain prophecies that were said about Bishop. Yo, you know, Ukilabana, eh, there are moments when the servants of God are, are, are preaching or teaching. It's like a babu affair. Or Ukla prophecy, a little vu. Kilibele, one ekaring, italisusakanyan. Long ago, go homemakers, it was said. Bishop will be like a, a national figure and then will own a jet. Watch and see. Watch and see because with this engagement, I believe God is doing something, taking us somewhere. Unfortunately, you look at the present situation and think that it is not possible. There will be moments and time whereby where God, because don't forget, uh, God's promises are progressive. It's not everything done in one day. So if ever, like, and today he is where he is, it's like, ah, this is true. What does Habakkuk say? Even if it tarries, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. And if a man of God has said it, even if it tarries, it will come to pass. So those who stay long enough with him, you watch his face. You watch what God is doing. You watch what... And it's not because... I mean, you know, the anointing that is upon this man of God. I still say, God, you are Jehovah. I will bow because I, will, I have seen. I've never been disappointed. I was young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Because God is forever faithful. God is forever truthful. And some of the things... But continue, never give up, child of the Most High God. God is no respecter of persons. Go back and revisit the promises that God has given you. And as you continue focusing, doing what is right, God will reward you for your faithfulness. Amen. So these are being crushed and so on. And it says here, when it continues, it says perplex. Okay, we look at perplex, ne? So God's glory is manifested through the broken vessels. It's when you are crushed, when you see the greatness of God. It's when you, you know, the other day, I don't know what I was doing. So I remember uh, my Vili, uh, the old car, Emenuchiling. <laughs> they were there in the garage. I wanted to start this uh, garden. So I went to fetch them and I was starting to prepare my small garden from the from my bill. And you know, as I was talking to him, I, yeah, you know that accident, it was so fatal. 
It was bad. And I rolled and it's like, oh, just God. But we held on. We say, God, you are Jehovah, irrespective. I'm not going to die like this. I refuse, God. You know, sometimes we give up. We give in, and that's why certain things happen. But once you stand your ground and say, not now, God. You are not going to take charge of my life. And God hears your prayers, and he answers you. And it's so true in life. So here it shows that even if we go through trials, never give up, child of the Most High God. Never give up. Amen. Persecuted, meaning someone is determined to harm you. When you are persecuted, that's being uh, persecuted. We should always remember that you are not forsaken. That's what the scripture says. Meaning, they can only do it up to here. There's a place. You know, Jesus Christ is amazing. Before he was crucified, they always wanted to apprehend him and kill him. But they wouldn't. Because it was not the appointed time. They wouldn't. He was always with them. And the day when they apprehended it, after Judas sold him, he gave himself up. He sacrificed his life because he understood that it's time. So your life will be like that. There will be moments whereby someone is persecuting you, but just know that you will not be forsaken. God will be on your side. God will never allow things just to happen. Only when is the right time. I know it's difficult for Christians to understand this kind of gospel, but it's a reality. And that's why we as Christians, we don't have, we can't endure Simply because we understand that we, we don't understand that we need trials for us to mature spiritually. We need challenges in life. Know that God will never forsake you. Amen. I mean, think about the story of Job. It was tough. He lost everything. And you know, within it was traumatic. Some of us but Job understood and he said, One thing I know. My, that is what restored everything to Job to say, I know my Redeemer liveth. Have that, that kind of a spirit that will never give in simply because there's pressure coming our way. Amen. So there are times when challenges are so great, you feel their impact. Just know God is on your side and don't yield or succumb to challenges. When Paul wrote this scripture, don't forget there were times when Paul was even stoned. It was just about to die like Stephen. You still remember he witnessed people stoning Stephen. And he was happy. He was a leader of that. And now he knew that meaning I'm going to die. But he said, even if I go through that, I'll never give up. I'll never give up because I know my mandate is goal to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And if ever you haven't started with your assignment, because your mandate you must complete. Amen. So it says, always caring about the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, which means we are delivered to death for Jesus' sake. The life of Jesus will manifest 
as we continue to serve him, what it simply means is that Jesus, the Bible says, he died. You know, the devil thought he has defeated Jesus Christ and he died on the cross. And the devil started celebrating, but little did he realize that the life of Jesus Christ was like a seed. After three days, it resurrected. You might be dead as it is because your situation is burying you, but just be aware, child of God. Continue believing God. Whatever you're going to, you'll resurrect again. May it be that Jesus is a testimony that you can always use to say, even if life is tough, I'll know I'll resurrect with the power that comes from God. And the Bible says when he resurrected, he took the keys. You resurrect with wisdom. We will resurrect with understanding. You resurrect with power. You come to a place whereby you understand the power of the word of God and you are able to be an overcomer. So Bazalwani challenges kisneke for because your God is bigger than your circumstances. The other sacrifice that priest needs to do is sacrifice of thanksgiving. It is easy to be thankful when we feel uh, something, uh, when we feel we, we have something, we can be thankful for. Bonus, bashash. Everything that you, you know, it's nice to be thankful when you have seen, you know, something has happened for, uh, to you or someone has blessed you with something. But now, here when we talk about priests being thankful, uh, giving a sacrifice of things, it's even when it's bad, say thank you, Lord. It could have been worse, but it is not because God was with you. God was protecting you. So it is this sacrifice that will cause us to lift our hands and voices and thank God in even the most adverse of circumstances, realizing that God is in control of all affairs of our life. When you know who God is, you know, it's people who, people who know their God, they will never give up. People who have a revelation of what God can do for them, they will give thanks under all circumstances. They will understand that it could have been worse, but God intervened. Think about Jonah in Jonah chapter 2 verse 9. As you know the story of Jonah and Nineveh, Jonah was running away from the mandate that God has given him. But it happened that unfortunately he became a a sacrifice to the people who were together with him in the boat to a point whereby when it was clear that Jonah was in the wrong, that's why they were suffering, uh, he asked them to throw, the, to, to, to throw him in the sea. And that's exactly what they did. But God, whose mercies endures forever, was able to send a fish which swallowed the whole of Jonah without hurting any part of his body. And Jonah stayed in the belly, but in the belly of the fish, Jonah gave thanks to God. And he promised God that, God, I will fulfill my mandate. I will go back to Nineveh and tell them uh, the message that you've given unto them. And it's quite interesting. Read the story of Jonah. Because when God forgives the people, Jonah is not happy again. But it's God who forgives because his mercies endures forever. So it's quite an interesting book to realize that when you give thanks, in spite of your circumstances, God will give you a breakthrough. Amen. Uh, the, the eighth one is uh, the sacrifice of praise. It's a, bless, a blessing is something which you receive when you come into the house of God. 
But sacrifice of praise is something you bring with you. What are you bringing into the house of God? And that's why when you are in church, actively get get involved in praise and worship. Actively be part of it. Don't be a spectator because that's what you are bringing in the house of God. It's a sacrifice of praise. A time to say, Lord, let me reflect on what you have done for me and let me honor you with this praise that I'm giving in the house of God. So it's quite important. We read that in Hebrew chapter 13, verse 15 to 16. It says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. This doesn't mean join music group. All it says, say something great about God. Honor God with your lips. Tell God that he is good. He's able to, to give you breakthroughs. And it says, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Bazalano, when we give testimonies, God is pleased because you are telling about the greatness of God in your life. So share a testimony to other people. Don't be quiet. And it's more than the people who are talking. But because you are quiet, people will never know what God has done for you. So offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and the sacrifice of praise. Amen. The last one is a broken and a contrite heart. God is never as interested in external sacrifices as he is in the heart that, is right, that rightly relates to him. God wants us to relate with him with our hearts, not with whatever we want people to see. You know some people, Baba music group because Baba knew. That's a wrong reason why you should be there. Be there because you understand you are ushering people into the presence of God. God is using you. He's using your voice. He's using your, your skill, if ever you are an instrumentalist, to usher people. Let it be that there will be melody in the house of God because you are, occupied. you are a living stone that is doing what it's supposed to do. So we need to understand that if it doesn't come from the heart, how about music group? It's a reality. It's only when because it's not known as Doremi Faso, but touching our hearts. Understanding what God is doing through your lives. Singing a song that is relevant. A song that will lift even the sorrow. Amen. That's true worship. The Bible in John chapter 4 verse 4 it says, True worship is when we worship him in spirit and in truth. And what it simply means is that when you worship God from the bottom, only grateful, I we've got the voice, we've only voice. So, voice. To say, yeah, I'm anointed to do this. The hand of God is upon my life to do this. Unlike Ukopia, 
Psalm 51 verse 17, the last scripture, it says, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. God, that's when you worship from your spirit. That's when you worship. So as priests, all of us have the, uh, we are ordained to be able to give these sacrifices. And my prayer, don't limit God. Be faithful in your calling. God has equipped you. You can do all these things when God guides you. You are able to do whatever. And my prayer is that children of the most high God, don't look down upon yourselves. You have the ability that doesn't match anywhere. God, how more your sweet spot? Nobody can compete with you. You are you. You are the real you. And you are, you, you are unique you. Nobody can touch you. Because you have connected with your sacrifice as a gift and you are offering it out of a contrite spirit. Amen. Amen. You might be here today. You are either invited or you came on your own, but you haven't received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. I just want to give you an opportunity this morning. Lewena with a decision so that God can use you mightily. If you are in the house, would you please indicate by lifting your hand wherever you are, you are saying, I don't have a relationship with God, but I want to start there where I have a relationship with God as with Jesus as Lord and Savior of, your, of my life. And if you are in the house, would you please indicate by lifting your hand wherever you are, this is your moment, this is a time where God wants to connect with you so that he can use you mightily. one of the living stones. So if you are in the house, would you please indicate by lifting your hand wherever you are, we are here, we want to pray with you. God bless you. I see that hand at the back. God bless you. Any other person, don't be shy. This is your moment with God. Let it be that it's like it's between you and God. There's no one in the house, but it's you and God. And God will honor that decision that you're making. Amen. Okay. Would you please come to the front? Take your belongings, everything. Come to the altar. May we pray with you. From wherever you are, don't be shy. This is your moment with God.